Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. I thank you once again for joining me today. Actually, I thought we would talk about infection. Infection and healing, the process of cure, Constantine Herring's Law of Cure, and what the body goes through when it's been exposed to something, when it's ill, how does it heal? I actually have a lot of questions from people that come in that actually have a lot to do with this. And so I thought, let's just kind of do some just brief discussion about it. And, you know, the whole cancer thing, it's just, it's actually, it's so big. It's so, so big. And people are so afraid of it. But if you stop and think about the body, the body is machine. If you keep the machine well-oiled, and you do repairs. In other words, you know, we detox every six months. If you just give the machine what it needs to work, it's going to keep working. Eventually it's going to wear out, but it's basically going to rust out, right? Instead of break. <laughs> so if we think about it like that, it, and then understand the whole process of what the body does and how what it goes through, then it makes it a little easier to understand the process of cure. So with that, Let's talk about Constantine Herring. He was a homeopathic doctor born in Germany. He emigrated to the United States. He um, actually was, he had a professor who was supposed to disprove the theory of homeopathy. And he didn't really have time to do it, so he had his student, Constantine Herring, do it. (laughs) So as Constantine Herring was going through all the laws of homeopathy and doing some tests and trying to disprove homeopathy, he actually became an ardent believer in homeopathy quit his job at university in Germany, and anyway, is now known as like the father of homeopathy in the United States. And it's kind of funny because I have known so many homeopathic doctors, so many people who, that is how they came to embrace homeopathy, was a major cure in their life. Dying of pneumonia, goes to a homeopathic doctor, gets a remedy, is cured of pneumonia, becomes an ardent believer, and eventually a doctor. <laughs> um, another doctor who was a PA, his son has recurring earaches, takes his, finally decides to take his son to a homeopathic doctor. The child is cured very quickly, goes back to school to become a homeopath. Story after story after story like that. When allopathy has failed to cure, homeopathy will pick it up and, and cure the patient. And like I said, you've heard my story. Um, and if you haven't heard my story, it was Fatalaca, recurring mastitis um, on antibiotics every eight weeks because of it. I didn't want to quit nursing my baby. And a homeopathic doctor handed me the remedy Fataloka, told me how to use it. Next time I got mastitis, I put in my phone call for my antibiotics, took the homeopathic remedy, and instantly started getting better. And it's that's just the way homeopathy works. When you hit the right remedy, it always works. It just always does. If the vital force is strong enough to heal, it will always heal. So homeopathy is absolutely amazing. So the process of cure, Constantine Herring, if we understand this, we can 
we can help our bodies to heal and we can understand the process that it's going through. Constantine, through his studies and trying to disprove homeopathy, actually found that the body seeks to externalize disease. The symptoms will surface as a part of the curative process. And according to Herring's laws, symptoms will appear and disappear in the reverse order of their appearance upon the body. Thus, a patient may experience symptoms during a healing process. And three, he says the body heals from the top down, you know, like from the top to the bottom, and from the more vital organs to the less vital organs. So we know the curative process takes place from within outward, because the internal organs, the deepest core of our body, is the most vital. And so that part will cure first, and then the external, and then we'll push symptoms out. That's why very often you'll see a rash appear at the end of a disease. It's like even like with chickenpox, you know, the fever, the malaise, all these different symptoms will appear. You don't really know what's wrong with the child oh, until the eruptions develop. Well, by the time the eruptions develop, the child is already healing. And so it's the way the body heals. It's the way it throws the disease off. It fights it within gets a handle on things, and then pushes it outward. It's like with pneumonia. And I tell people over and over and over again, have this in every kit, especially if your your family has a predisposition to pneumonia and respiratory ailments. The homeopathic remedy phosphorus is, you know, there's a very, it's an amazing remedy for, it's a very strong personality type. Very bubbly, light, airy, loves people, fair-skinned. You scratch the skin and red marks will appear. I mean, there's there's just all these physical symptoms of the phosphorus type person. Oddly enough, that person is more susceptible to pneumonia and those types of ailments. Anyway, if someone comes down with a cold, okay, the cold, as soon as you see that that sinus cold, that head cold moving south, moving down into the lungs, you know you've got a problem on your hands. You never want to see a disease of any kind heading south because if it's heading south, it's going the wrong direction. And so you want to bring it back up. And so the remedy phosphorus, the head cold moves to the chest. You give the remedy phosphorus 30C. It's going to push that back up into the head. You don't want to see disease moving down. If your whole body is sick, you know, your mind will always feel better first. We had uh, a really bad, um, I won't say a disease, but a virus or something that had gone through several members of the family. And we were trying to figure out what in the world, I, I couldn't find a remedy that would that would work. And again, language. This This virus went through the house and it had very bizarre symptoms. And I will tell you about it. It started out with a stomach ache, severe nausea, and then it would go to upsetting the the bowels, okay, whether it be constipation or diarrhea. It upset the whole process in that direction. But the, it continued. It, conti- it would be on again, off again, and it was going on. If the patient had the symptoms, it would, seriously, it was lasting two and three weeks. And from the very young, there was a three-year-old, all the way up to a 30-some-year-old. So anyway, the first patient that I knew had had it, and this was going on, and I thought, you know, (laughs) is it stress in their life? You know, they keep complaining of this nausea. Finally, I said, what does this nausea feel like? Oh, I don't know. Like I ate rotten potatoes or something. And I started laughing, and I said, you haven't even had potatoes for how long? Because they weren't even in season. I know, but that's what... I said, why would you say that then? And they said, I don't know. Anyway, I just kind of dismissed that because... I'm human, all right? It, it was so shocking that I remembered it, of course, because, like I said, it was just totally bizarre and kind of out of context is what I thought because here this 
person is suffering from this severe nausea, running to the bathroom constantly, and so I just dismissed it, and we were given Ipecac, Nux Vomica, and Arsenicum. We had tried all three of them. Nothing really seemed to work. Kind of alleviated the symptoms a little bit, but they would come right back again. So you knew you were, it, this wasn't the right remedy. So then these other two people had called, and they were they had the same type symptoms, constipation on the one, severe nausea, throwing up, um, the first patient never actually threw up. Ooh, that's not true. It, they did throw up twice in the course of three weeks. And this was just an ongoing thing. And then the third patient, who it was actually quite critical, they were nine days unable to go to the bathroom. And so in the course of, I finally sat down and I thought, you know, because none of them were like super ill. It's just that they were all throwing these complaints at me. And so I sat down realizing that this third person, it was getting quite serious. So I sat down to do the research and I'm like, oh my goodness, why didn't I listen to what the first person had said? I feel like I ate rotten potatoes. Oddly enough, folks, there was a remedy out there called rotten potatoes. So I got this remedy out. I gave it to the first patient, the one that had had it a week or so to prior to the second patient. And that poor person sat in the bathroom purging for two and a half hours. They would no more than come out and they'd go back in, holding their stomach, gripping their stomach, complaining broke out in a cold sweat. Let's see this what's happening from within outward. Finally, I this person had taken the correct remedy and it was and they were finally able to get over the symptoms. And so I called the second person or the third person and who oddly enough was the mother of the second person and I told them about this remedy. I had my daughter take this remedy over to them and the mom called back the next day and said that the child had gone immediately to the bathroom, was able to pass, because their problems were more of a constipation type, was able to pass a hard black lump and immediately was doing better. And the mom said that she wasn't relieved for 24 hours, but she said instantly she felt better. She actually felt like she was going to start healing. So the mind read the remedy and the process of cure began. And that's how remedies work. And it's just so amazing. Well, the next day she was able to she was able to go to the bathroom and she started feeling so much better. With it, she said within 24 hours, she was herself again. Absolutely amazing. All three of these people suffered for over three weeks and the right remedy would have just alleviated the symptoms immediately. And that remedy actually is rotten potato. It was the It's made from the fungus that destroyed the potatoes during the potato famine in Ireland. We call it soul we call it soul tea egg. It's solanum tuberosum again. It is rotten potato fungus. And the funny thing about that remedy when I started researching that remedy, because I had never used it before But even in Ireland, that's why the people died so quickly, is because even though the potatoes looked like they hadn't rotted yet, the fungus was still on them. The fungus got in the body, and the body literally died from within out. And they would develop severe vomiting, destruction of the intestinal tract, prolapse, rectum, and death. And it was like, what is what a scary, scary thing to have a remedy like this work so well. Well, then anyway, I was telling my friends about this remedy because we always share information and the subject of rotten tomatoes came up. Well see tomatoes, potatoes, they're this they're, they're from the Solanche family of plants. And in this area there has been a raft of 
I would say crop destruction in these major gardens. I mean, families around here raise bushels and bushels and bushels of tomatoes. Anyway, and so we got to talking and it was we found it really interesting that this this type of disease came up and all these tomatoes just literally rotted overnight in the gardens. And I says, well, you know, this fungus is out there and I just find it really interesting that we have this correlation. But the point is, is like they say, the process of cure is from within out. And I remember when I first heard of Herring's Law, I thought, oh, that's probably not anything I really ever have to understand. Because I was I, I did ponder that for a while, and I didn't quite understand it. And I thought, like I said, I didn't think it was important, but it is so, so important. Just like I tell the story of my little boy when he had meningitis symptoms. I knew he had meningitis. I was not going to take him to the doctor because they'd put him in the hospital like they did myself. And so when I gave him the Belladonna 30X, he within 30 minutes, his fever went from 101 up to 105. He went into convulsions. He started, he was just unbelievable. I called my homeopath. I told him what was happening. And he said, wonderful. It's working. Give him another dose. So I did. And he says, and in the meantime, put those pickle socks on him to help pull the heat out of his body. And like I say, we used, uh, so you soak the white cotton socks in pickle juice. Kosher is the best with with garlic. And kind of wring them out just enough so they're not super drippy. Put them on the feet, cover them with wool socks, pull that heat out to the bottom of the feet. Because if you can pull that heat out, that helps the body to heal more quickly. Because when we get the fever, and but our hands and feet are freezing cold, and you can be running an internal temperature, like say 105 degrees, but the hands and feet are cold. Why is that? Because all the blood internalizes. It goes to those organs to help fight that virus, that infection, that whatever's going on in the inside. And so if you can pull that out again, help the body pull it out and reorganize its fight, then that just helps. That's why I like to use the essential oils during times like that, because they nourish the body. They trigger the body to begin healing rather than to go into that protective mode. When that blood internalizes, basically, like I say, it's the whole body's trying to protect those internal organs. And then the remedy would help the body steep up its vital force to fight against whatever's going on. And then from the inside, it'll push those symptoms outward. So when my son, and then he fell asleep, two hours later, he woke up and he says, Mom, I can move my head. It was the most wonderful thing I ever seen in my life. It was so miraculous. It, it just really was. I had one mom call and ask. She said, my daughter really wants to sta- study natural medicine. What field would you suggest she goes into? And I says, well, oddly enough, they're all forms of natural medicine are important. All forms are effective in the sense that it's like getting vitamin C. You know, you can get it from many, many, many sources. Probably one of the easiest sources to get it from is an orange. And just like with natural medicine, all forms are helpful. All forms are efficient. But if you want to see miracles, if you want to see instantaneous cures, homeopathy is where you're going to see it. But again, homeopathy is only as good as the vital force. Okay? And the vital force is our internal energy. It's the spark. It's the desire and the will to live. Our vital force needs to be nourished by good nutrition, complete minerals and vitamins, exercise, and fresh air. You say, I get a kick out of, I'm not dissing all these gyms around the world. I'm not. Really, I'm not. Because some people just need that type of motivation. But when you go into a gym or into, you know, a fitness place, these people who are running on these treadmills are breathing in air and expiring, Okay. And so you're you're breathing the same air that they're exhaling. Fresh air and sunshine are imperative to our good health. We need to inhale and exhale fresh air, air from the actual ozone. And so a gym is not the best place to get that kind of exercise. Sure, it's great to go in and pump iron to strengthen those 
muscles and bones, but at the same time, it's imperative that we inhale and exhale fresh air. So a good vigorous walk or a short jog or whatever, exchange, get that air exchange going on within your body because oxygen kills bacteria. Bacteria, virus cannot live in the presence of oxygen. It's that simple. So, all right, I have so many, many more stories that I could sit here and tell you about the process of cure. I remember one time I had this little dog and she was the meanest little thing. I'm telling you. And she would bite the grandkids and they'd come over and and she was so cute. I just couldn't even bear the thought of getting rid of her. I'm not saying she was like vicious. She wouldn't just like tear into them or anything. But if they came near her, she wouldn't hesitate just to, to nip them, just leave me alone type of nip, you know. And I thought, what is wrong with this dog? Why is she like this? And I I couldn't figure it out. I mean, I knew where she came from. Wonderful home life and everything. I just couldn't understand why she was so mean. And I got to thinking, you know, I did get her when she was really, really young. And she was kind of my baby. So anyway, I thought, that's it. I'm going to cure her homeopathically. (laughs) So I sat down. I was just looking at the dog. I'm like, okay, your personality is what? I had to ask myself, what is it about this dog that's different? It's like, okay, when the big dogs come around, she kind of stands taller. She had no fear of those bigger dogs. She kind of would lord her power over other dogs around me. It's like, you know, there's nothing humble about this dog whatsoever. Hmm. You know, it's almost like she's oh, haughty. The word haughty came to mind. So, of course, knowing homeopathy and different language about different remedies, I went ahead and I gave her Platinum 1M. I am not joking you. I gave her, well, I ended up putting five pellets, spilling five pellets out. I was trying to, it got her one in her mouth. She spit it out. And like I say, I wasted five pellets. She basically tasted all five of them in the course of 30 seconds or so. Finally got her to eat one or two off the floor. And she kind of looked at me. First of all, she threw up on the floor. Within a minute of the time she ate those ate the pellets and then so I booted her out the door she ran out the door and she went to the bathroom five times she acted like she was in severe pain and she she came in she was a different dog it was the most bizarre thing I had ever seen and that what we is what we call a form of purging so that was that's another example and seriously she was a different dog after that I gave her another dose a couple months later and it didn't really have an effect she still was not in love with the grandkids, but she was not nearly so haughty. It it just pretty much tamed her personality. So you just, you get that type of healing and it's nothing short of miraculous. Strep throat, those types of diseases, when the body has a particular virus or bacteria, bacterial infection, that's why you so often you'll see what they call the strep rash. It's at the end of the disease. The body has been fighting this and it finally, finally comes around and is strong enough to throw the symptoms outward. Very often, a person won't even, You'll sometimes you'll hear, oh, it's really serious, you know, if they get the scarlet fever. Because very often, you won't even know they actually had the strep throat. So, yes, they've been very ill with different types of symptoms, but then, the, like I say, the body will push that rash, that disease state, to the outside of the body. The tonsils hadn't been able to pick it up, like good, healthy tonsils will. And so... It has to fight it in a different way. And that's when very often you'll see that the rash if they didn't have the tremendous tonsil symptoms. Back to cancer. The symptoms of cancer 
again, people always are thinking they have to know the name of the disease. And in homeopathy, like I say, we just simply treat the symptoms. So often, so often people say, should I go to the doctor? And I'll say, if that would make you feel better, certainly. But if it's something, if they have symptoms that I know are going to be diagnosed, like epilepsy or a nodule or things like that, that you know the doctors are going to throw these kids in the hospital and do biopsies and keep digging until they can find something. I mean, at any given moment, any of us have, you know, our bodies are always in the process of fighting something. So if you go into the doctor, if they dig far enough, they're going to find something that's not exactly right, okay? Then they're going to give that condition a name. And so then they want to treat that said disease. Well, in homeopathy, very often, you know, symptoms won't arise. The body will just fight things that it's exposed to on a 24-7 basis. It's only when the body is having trouble fighting a particular illness, virus, bacteria, that the symptom, it'll have to throw out a symptom and say, help me. So it's always fighting something. It's only when it has a symptom that, you know, we're aware of the fact that we're fighting something. And so it's those symptoms that we treat. So like I say, if you go to the doctor, any of us in any given time, like I say, they could find something that our body is fighting with their tests, even before the symptoms all arise. So, like I say, when you, when, you, when we get a symptom, treat it. And the language of that symptom, honey, what does that feel like? Oh, I don't know. I'll say, sure you do. What does it feel like? Like I said, the, the one person, like I ate rotten t- potatoes. Another person might simply say, I don't know, it's kind of stinging, but I don't know. And so, you know, if all they can give you is the word stinging, you know immediately that you can give one of the stinging remedies. You know, um, apis, of course, is the first thing that we think of. But depending on the other symptoms that they may present, then you look for that remedy that most closely is related to that symptom. And then you will watch the process of cure from within outward. And the mind always feels better first from the top down. The mind always feels better first. And so, and the, you'll, if somebody says, you'll ask them, how are you feeling, honey? Are you feeling any better? Oh, I don't know. If they're not, if they can't claim to be feeling better, it's not the right remedy because they will always feel better. And like I say, even though the symptoms might get worse, like for instance, the fever might rise, they might become flushed, um, different things like that. They might break out in a sweat. They'll still think they're feeling better. And that means the body is beginning to heal. So I just wanted to touch on that because I do get a lot of questions about that from from folks and it's really important to understand that. But remember, when you're trying to cure someone, you're trying to heal someone, they have to get proper nourishment. That doesn't mean you have to feed them a bunch of food. You can give them some good homemade chicken broth from real chicken stock. You can give them the grape juice. I always use grape juice and mineral water. The mineral water is carbonated. It makes a fantastic cocktail. I have one family member now who says that's his favorite drink. He just loves to sit and drink his grape juice with mineral water at night for his spritzer. <laughs> he says, doesn't that wake you up? I just And he's, no, I like it. But the nutrients, the minerals contained in grape juice, organic grape juice, is so healing. Seriously, it's like the perfect food for a sick person. And my dad, when we were kids... He always grew our own grapes, and he always made our own grape juice. And that was reserved for when we were ill. And it is amazing the way that you'll start to feel better 
when you've had grape juice and you're, you've been sick. And it just nourishes the body so well. And essential oils. Again, I like to use essential oils. Nothing with mint. And that's another big question I get all the time. Can I not drink mint tea either? And like I said, I, folks, no. I never have mint in the house. I love it. It smells pretty. It's... I lived next door to a mint farm. You know, they used to grow peppermint and spearmint down the road. And we'd take our horses and we'd, we'd case the perimeter of that farm. And every now and then we'd find a spot that we could park our horse and we could just go sit and right in the middle of this mint field. And we'd just sit down and just smell the wonderful mint. It was, oh, it was so much fun. And every now and then we'd pick a leaf and we'd just chew and chew. It was it was it was a treat, okay? So it's a sacrifice for me to give up mint. But like I said, when I I want to use a homeopathic remedy, I want to know it's going to work. So I forgo the mint, and we use cinnamon, and we use lemon, or just plain baking soda for toothpaste. I if I I want to chew a mint or have gum, I will always choose cinnamon, and I like it. Cin- good cinnamon is is a treat. But anyway, so that's the other thing. No mint tea. I know, and then people say, oh, but it's so good for you. Yes, there are other options. You know, homeopathically, I would use a homeopathic remedy over mint for anything, whether it be illness or disease or if I have a cold, rather than relying on mint, mint will palliate the symptoms. It's not going to trigger the body to cure itself. So I always choose homeopathy. And, you know, I just wanted to kind of clarify that as well because, like I said, I I get at least two or three emails a week or phone calls with the mint question. (laughs) And I'm really sorry. Okay. So now that you understand the process of cure, again, I want to thank you so much for joining me. And I hope that this has helped you to understand how the body heals itself. Because a homeopathic remedy will just trigger the body to heal itself. You just give it the nourishment and exercise that it needs. And you can have a good, strong body. Your family can good have good, strong bodies, and your body will heal appropriately for its age. <laughs> As we get older, our vital force does dwindle, and so we don't bounce back necessarily quite as quickly. But if you keep your immune system strong, and by that, your immune system, of course, is all your endocrine organs, your hormone-producing organs, that when they secrete their hormones into the bloodstream and they all talk to each other, the immune system is the result of all those organs speaking to each other. So when our sleep habits are off, when our stress levels are really high and we're having imbalances that way, all of that is an indication that your immune system is not where it's supposed to be. There again, we need to slow down, we need to eat right, exercise. Exercise is huge. It helps everything to balance. I start every morning, I use a little bit of frankincense and lemon, or I use my breathies or colds and flu rub, and I put it on my hands, and I always, I sit, I sit on the floor, and I sit in the frog position, basically, and I put the bottom, the palms of my hands to the palms of my feet, and I sit and I say a few prayers until I can feel the energy in the bottom of my feet. It's almost like the pulse from my palms to the palms of my feet. As soon as I can feel that surging or that, that pulsing in my feet, usually feel it in the left first. And then wait till you can feel it in the right and then wait till they're even. That means my whole energy, my body is now in sync. And that's a really good way to start the day, especially with essential oils. Because it, when the bottoms of the feet will absorb those oils, those nutrients from those oils. And you can have a really good, healthful day. Because just like 
process of cure is from within out. You can nourish your body from without inward. And so you apply these oils or you take in the nutrients. Your body uses them to be healthy. And so that's just, you know, I tell people, I actually, I, I tell my kids every morning, I says, guys, say a few prayers, start your day with these essential oils. You will not be sick. You, Your body can overcome anything it's exposed to at that point. It's, it's when our immune system plummets that it can't do that 24-7 constant fighting everything it's exposed to. So if we slow down, and like I said, I'm under tremendous stress lately. It's, I know I do it to myself because I always have too many irons in the fire. I don't know. It's part of my chaotic mind, I suppose. But I, I like to have a lot of activity. The stress comes in when I realize I have too many things going on, and then I basically don't know which one to do first or which one to pay attention to first. That's stressful. So I have to slow down, give it back to God, and say, I'm sorry. I get myself into this. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> and then the process can go on in a slow, more methodical manner that takes away the stress. It alleviates the stress. But I have to do certain things that'll help me get over that. Physically slow down. A hot tub is really good for me. I, I just love hot tubs. But the essential oils, and I'll take my homeopathic remedy, and I'll feel good again. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the work doesn't always get done the way it's supposed to, but that's okay because it's always going to be there, right? Anyway, I hope this has helped. And I just really thank you. It's I feel like I have a whole world full of friends out there, and that's what it's all about, right? Helping each other, sharing information, and just being a, a support for other people. So I'll let you go, and may God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.